0: Today on the show, I tell you exactly why we need one person desperately in the lineup to return. Also, we'll talk a little bit about the Texas A&M roster. It's all good. Everything is available to be played with. Don't freak out. Do not look at a 7-1 team like a 3-5 team. This is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in today. As you can see, the line has not moved. It's still Ole Miss favored by two and a half points over Texas A.M. and The under has gone down a little bit. Um, that might be something to pay attention to as well. On today's show, we're going to tell you about um, somebody that I think needs to get back in the lineup, and it, we were really missing him against LSU. And also we'll talk about the A&M roster situation. I had several A&M people reaching out to me today and letting me know what's going on. They're just volunteering that information, and them doing that tells me this situation may be more dire than we are putting together. Also, I'll let you know why I'm worrying less about Jackson Dart in this offense. Just period. It, there's a lot of good stuff to go off of. Yes, Ole Miss lost a game. Who cares? Nobody thought Ole Miss was going 12-0 this year, period. And anybody that says they did, they're lying to you. So that was the game that Ole Miss could lose. This becomes a must-win, though. You need this win going into Alabama. You don't want to lose this game and go into Alabama. You need to win this game and go into Alabama. You need to go into Alabama 8-1. and one, And then that game becomes for all the marbles in the West. So pay attention to that. I do want to let you know, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you don't mind. Um, Hit the bell for notifications of new videos when they go up, which happens quite frequently, and of course, upvote the video itself and participate in the conversation. We'd appreciate that very much. And also, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So we're we need to get excited. We need to get hyped up about this game because this is the biggest game of the season. We've got a whole bunch of stuff where everybody's pointing to stuff. We got the Kentucky stuff, we got the LSU stuff, and now this game becomes the biggest game in the season. Period. If Ole Miss wins this game, everything is in front of it. If Ole Miss loses this game, there's a chance 7-5 and five could happen. This is a critical week for Ole Miss football. All of the things that I've told you over the last six months, it all kind of comes down to this game. This is a game that Ole Miss should win. If you look at it, Ole Miss is favored in Vegas. Um, Texas A&M has quarterback problems as well. If Ole Miss can kind of duct tape and put together its run defense, there's a chance they could be successful and go into that Alabama game 8-1. and one. Now, will Ole Miss beat Alabama? I don't know, but you get a shot to if you win this game. And you get a shot to play a game like Ole Miss did against LSU in 2003, where the winner of that game probably controls their own fate for the rest of the season for the SEC West. This is rarefied air, people. Everybody's upset about that LSU game. Yeah, they let go of the rope in the fourth quarter doesn't change that they were in the red zone at the very end of the third quarter with a chance to take the lead. They just didn't react well to that turnover. It happened. It wasn't a talent issue. It wasn't a coaching issue. It just happened. We told you all last week that when things start going good and the momentum happens, LSU really plays well. For the last 10 years, they've been that way. They've been such an up-and-down team riding the roller coaster where they have extreme highs and extreme lows. Well, after that interception, the high hit, and Ole Miss couldn't get it back. That's all that happened. It's a game that Ole Miss was a pass interference call and um, another holding call in the first half away from really kind of putting that game away. Now, that's not the way it went down. But there's no reason for people to hand ring the way I'm seeing. I'm seeing people looking at this seven and one team like this is a three and five Ole Miss team all of a sudden. It's absolutely weird. It's like they're just listening to people piling on to Ole Miss because they need it to pile onto Ole Miss. Because, like I've told you many times before, the country hates a confident Ole Miss. Opposing fans hate a confident Ole Miss fan. There should not be nothing from that LSU game to dent your confidence. That was the second most talented team that Ole Miss will play on their schedule. Behind Alabama. If you win the other three games, you're 10-2 and two and have the exact same record you had last year and probably go to the Orange or Sugar Bowl. The reaction to that win- loss is not... It, it, it's... The perception of it is just weird. So, settle down. It's going to be fine. Ole Miss goes to Texas A&M with a win. They go to 8-1 and one with a chance to play Alabama with everything on the line. And people are going to tell you Ole Miss doesn't match up well with Alabama. Might be the case. They didn't match up well with Alabama in 2020 either. Things happen. The crowd happens. Alabama does not play as well on the road as they do at home. So, it's going to be okay. This is my therapy session, essentially. It's going to be okay. So, the LSU game, the one thing that hurt Ole Miss was Zach Evans not playing. Zach Evans is Ole Miss's best player, period. Not even particularly close. And even though Quenchon Judkins gets the yards, he's buoyed by the fact that everybody is having to deal with Zach Evans. Zach Evans makes teams scared. He's better at running outside. He's better in space right now than Quinshawn Judkins. You're talking about a 21-year-old man versus an 18-year-old freshman. I mean, it makes sense. Quinshawn's going to get there. Zach's just a little bit more advanced at this moment. So him not playing against LSU meant that the ends had less responsibility and less worries about the run game going outside. As you saw in this game, Quinshawn Judkins is an excellent inside zone runner, and that is the bread and butter of the Ole Miss offense. Not saying that. But every now and then, they run a little bit of outside zone and things to get them out into space. Zach Evans is really good about that, and you can see how smooth he is in the open field, and he's made some plays out there on the sidelines this season. Well, against LSU, that was Jackson Dart essentially filling that role. And Lane Kiffin said that they made the decision not to run Jackson as much as um, they did Matt Corral or even how much they were running this season. So they made that decision. So the outside of the field was pretty cut off because at this point, like I said, Quinshawn Judkins, he's going to rush for 1,200 yards this year. He might have 15 touchdowns. He could set the school record for single season and touchdowns this season. This is in no way a complaint about Quinshawn Judkins. Understand that before I say that. He's not where he needs to be running the outside zone yet. He's going to get there, but the inside is where where he is perfecting his craft. That's where he does such a good job. His little lateral movements to prevent solid contact, to get an extra yard or two, really, really effective in the run game. But on the outside, he hasn't quite perfected that yet, for whatever reason. But he is going to get there. He's absolutely going to get there, and he's probably going to get there potentially this season. Now, Zach Evans being healthy will help us in an aspect of the game that we need to get right before Alabama. It'd be nice if we could start against Texas A&M, but we need to get right with it before Alabama, and that is the screen game. For whatever reason, Jackson Dart has struggled in the screen game this year. You might have been following along and noticing, but three or four running back screens have been called. I don't think any of them have been completed, or if they have been, it was a weird throw. So I I personally, I would drill the heck out of that because it needs to be right, and I would run it um, against Texas A&M. Now, I think that Lane Kiffin has some stuff that he's been trying to hold back. He wants to hold back until Alabama because I think that's a game that Lane Kiffin really wants. I think Lane Kiffin wants two games more than any other game. One is the Alabama game. That is the game that Lane Kiffin most wants to win just because he knows the GOAT is on the other sideline. Second is Mississippi State. For whatever reason, Lane Kiffin, he might not talk about it, but he takes that rivalry seriously. He gets a little bit emotionally invested. He might come off as a loof and all that, but if you look at his reactions the way he was down in Starkville last year, and the, you know, waving back to the crowd and all that, he cares about that game. That matters to him. People don't say that you should judge against Mississippi State or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I think on that day, the competitive juices start flowing for him, and he actually cares about getting a result in that game. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'm not saying anything negative about that, but should be interesting to see. I, I, I think he's holding stuff back a little bit for Alabama. I do think he's holding stuff right back for Alabama. He's going to try and get away with it. We're going to talk in the second segment here in just, just a little bit about some of the roster problems that Texas A&M is going through right now. Um, kind of a thing. Uh, they've got some players that are suspended for the year. They've got a couple injuries on the offensive line. Um, it, it should be it should be a lot of fun, uh, so we'll see what happens with what's going on with the Texas A&M Aggies. But first, I do want to talk to you about LinkedIn. Let me move this over real quick. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have the access to the best quality qualified candidates avail- available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So go to LinkedIn, build a profile. That's the first step. That's the first thing you need to do. Build a profile, make it look good, all of the stuff you need to do. There's tutorials online. Then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That'll spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions, Make it easy to focus on candidates that have just the right skills and experience that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one in delivering quality hires and leading competitors. We are approaching the end of the year, the Christmas season. People are going to start staffing up. You need to get ahead of this and this can help you do that. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks for making the Locked On On This podcast your first listen every day. Now, do us a favor and rate us at five star review on iTunes and Spotify. What that'll do, that five star review, that'll let people that get into the Google machine and type in Ole Miss Podcast, the lockdown On Ole Miss Podcast comes up first. And that's what we want. We want to be known as the Ole Miss Podcast. We want to be known as Ole Miss Sports' morning show. We want to be known as somebody that you like to wake up with. And this is a way that that can happen. So five-star review. Say whatever you want to say. You can talk about my short hair or the fact that I like soccer or there's scarves in the background. That doesn't matter. What matters is the five-star review. So I do appreciate that. So, we talked in the first segment about how getting Zach Evans healthy for this game could change it, how it needs to happen, and how the screen game in the future needs Zach Evans to be healthy. So now we're going to talk a little bit about Texas A&M. We did the keys yesterday, um, and we talked about what's going on. Well. Since the keys aired, we learned that A has had a little bit of locker room issue, a little bit of roster issue. They have two offensive linemen that has that have been hurt, and they're out for the year, including their center. Um, I had one person claim that that was the most important player on the offensive line, and I had another person claim that's just a person on the offensive line. We'll find out Saturday what that means. There was another starting offensive lineman that got injured as well. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now. Give me just a second. Um, Let's see. Bryce Foster and Akinola Uginbe are out for the year. Injured. Starting offensive linemen. So that's three out of the five out. People say Bryce Foster was a guy... I. Akinola, I would put somewhere around fourth out of the six players that are out for the year, okay? So we I've, I've asked people over and over about, hey, just rank these players of what it means, okay? So now the rumor is, and this has not been confirmed, but the rumor is players that are suspended is... Denver Harris, who is a mid-season All-American player from Pro Football Focus, so that that one's a big one. So he would be the number two on the list. Number three, um, what is his name? Um, Chris Marshall, who was actually him and Denver Harris were actually suspended against Miami this year. So there was a there's been a pattern of abuse. He, is, he would be number three. Then you have number four, Akinola. And then you have P.J. Williams and L.J. Johnson. Those are the four players rumored, and I stress rumored. I heard this from multiple AM people talking about this. I trust what they say, um, and we'll see what goes on. We'll have um, Joey Ikes. Uh, I'm, I might be mispronounce his name on the show tomorrow for our crossover show. He's the Locked On Aggies host. I'm sure we will talk about this. This A&M offense has been stagnant. It's still going to be a Devin A chain show. Okay? Still going to be a Devin A chain show. Haynes King looks like he's going to play. That's probably a plus, even though I don't fear Connor Wigman, but Connor Wigman is a good player. Um, and the important for both of these guys is you got to get after them, period you've got to get after you You've got to put eight in the box. I know we play a light box defense, but they've got to figure out a way to populate it, get people around the football, and knock the tar out of them. Because A&M is going to come into this game and do the same thing that LSU did, the same thing that Auburn did, the same thing that Vandy did, and see if we stopped it, or we can stop it, or if we fixed it. Now, a lot of the bye week, whenever you have a bye week, is for self-scout. And you kind of scout your deficiencies at that point. The bye week coming so late this season has affected Ole Miss. And they not necessarily they're trying to have to self-scout on the fly. There, there are problems with this team that they might not even notice until next Monday. Whenever they're actually looking and breaking down this game. I know people are thinking it's crazy, but that's just the way the self-scout process works. You have college football coaches right now that are recruiting first and foremost, because if I'm not mistaken, they're still the only 10 that's allowed to be on the road. So they're going to be the point men for these recruitings. They're going to spend a lot of time recruiting, basic coaching, handling the team, personnel management. That's what they're doing right now. Self-Scout hasn't really come up yet. Now, there might be analysts that are charged with doing that, but I don't want to say for sure that that's happening. Possibly. Could be happening. Can't really say for sure. So self-scout is going to be important, and this is going to be part of the self-scout process. I think this has been kicked off early over the last three weeks, because of the last three weeks. There's probably a couple of analysts, a couple of GAs, trying to figure out what is going on. Where is the problem? Where is the problem? Where is everything messing up? And I think it's important that we don't make a mountain out of a molehill here. Because several weeks ago, everything was fine. And everybody's like, well, the schedule's gotten tougher. The schedule hasn't gotten that much tougher. LSU is not that much better than Kentucky. It just isn't. So... Understand this. Home and road, that matters. This was that this group's first road game. So the momentum swing when Tiger Stadium built up to turn on you probably was more effective. Just period. I think it would behoove everybody if they would just honestly just ignore the last result, result that happened. You should make changes on some deficiencies that you have noticed, obviously. Make those changes. Decide to do that. But for the most part, one game is not a sign that the whole season is going to hell. I don't know why and where this conversation has come up that all of a sudden there's only four teams in the SEC. Only lost one game in Tiger Stadium, hard place to play. If they win in College Station, all of a sudden they're eight and one with Alabama coming to Oxford. You think they're going to be fired up for that game? Because I do with the bye week to self-scout, and all of this in front of us. This is still an uber-talented team. This is still um, a team that everybody can be proud of and is probably the most talented team that has existed at Ole Miss in my lifetime. This is also a young team. We told you this during the summer, that Jackson Dart, you were going to have to ride the roller coaster with it. The same way you did with Matt Corral in 2020. Whenever one of those dips happen, you got to be prepared to take it. That was the mindset to go into this season. Now the season hasn't exactly played out the way that we thought it would, but the roller coaster is still there. So enjoy this. But if Ole Miss, even if Ole Miss, if Ole Miss beats Texas A&M, loses to Alabama, wins their last two, they're ten and two. The second ten-win season in Ole Miss history. I mean, be happy about it. You have a team that you're going up against that is completely disheveled at the moment. You have a um, Devin A-Chain for them that is a really good player. But if you jump on them and get them, there's a chance they could lay down a little bit. Jimbo's done a decent job, but the fact of the matter is the offense that he runs is very 2004, 2005. It was probably cutting edge in 2004, 2005, but but it is. And because of that, he doesn't utilize some of the things that is, have advanced college football. It is what it is. But Texas A&M is one of the most talented rosters on our schedule. Texas A&M is also like three and four, with a chance that they might struggle to even make the Liberty Bowl or the Birmingham Bowl. So understand what Ole Miss is playing, just like Auburn. Do not play the logo on the side of the helmet. Understand what they are. They are a good running team with an elite running back. They have a talented defense. They are also disheveled. They are 3-4 and four and um, really a field goal that bunked off the top of an upright away from being 2-5 and five. with the win over Miami that we can all discuss what Miami is at this point. We are real close to the worst-case scenario for Texas A&M. But we will talk about that with Joey tomorrow as well. When we come back, we are going to discuss why, you know, I'm just not worried about Jackson Dart in the passing game. It's where he comes out there and he flashes. I I think he's got this. I am about ready uh, and think that we should just turn the reins over to him. He is exactly what Ole Miss needs. Anyway, Chris would hide in the office bathroom every 30 minutes to dry off his armpits so nobody would see the wet circles under his arms. He has—he finally has his life back because of Sweat Block. Chris was able to fix his problem with Sweat Block. It gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat. It was featured, and the wipes were featured on um, Rachel—the Rachel Way Show by firefighters. That's pretty cool. If somebody you love. And no are experiencing an embarrassing sweat and odor, try sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. And it is also available at Amazon. All right. Thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course participate in the conversation by commenting or upvoting the video. would be pretty impressive to do. So these are the things that we are watching for. Zach Evans coming back, we were going to watch for that. Um, A&M's roster and their personnel, how they behave during the game, and I don't mean behave like act out, but is it a situation where a, an overabundance of a turn might drop their momentum? If Ole Miss can get the momentum, does A&M lay down a little bit? And the third thing is, I am worrying less and less about Jackson Dart as a quarterback. He threw an interception against LSU, he got hit. He threw an interception against Auburn, it was dropped and popped up in the air. That's two games away from essentially a clean stat line. Now, I understand that Jackson Dart is going to throw some picks from here and there. He's a gunslinger. He has really good ideas and he throws it in really small windows. If you look at it, And LSU, he made some fantastic NFL-level throws. So I get that. And I'm not saying he's there yet. But I'm willing to turn the offense over and to run it in a similar way that Matt Corral did last year. And I will live with any interceptions that are thrown and stuff like that. Because this year, as I've told you, and I've told you all season, is all about maximizing the quarterback position. And it's for 2023. Now, Quinshawn Judkins has emerged. Zach Evans probably is not going to be back. But Judkins will be here. Ulysses Bentley will probably be back. The receiving room will be fine. The defense is stacked up. This is a team that will be in position to make a run once this experience goes away. So, know that the roller coaster is probably going to happen over the next five games. And if Ole Miss goes 9-3 and or 10-2, and hey, bully for me, they're probably going to go into a bowl game that's going to be right outside my living room. So I'm all for that. But if they were able to maximize it and make a couple of plays and get a couple of wins and do that unexpected thing that would put them ahead of schedule, because that's the important thing I don't think people are realizing. Right now, Ole Miss football is ahead of schedule. They weren't supposed to do this. Everybody's making excuses because in the preseason, they downgraded them so much, and they're wondering why Ole Miss is doing so well. So we are ahead of schedule. We have a chance to do something that's just great. With two out of, if we beat Texas A&M, win the game against Texas A&M, and you have two, three games to win two for another 10-win season, which hadn't been done in the history of almost football. Potentially another Sugar Bowl. Maybe an Orange Bowl. We haven't done Miami since, what, 1939? Why don't we do that? Should be pretty cool. But enjoy this. Get back hyped up, people. There's no sense in dwelling too much on the past, what's going on. Get hyped up on the next game. There is so much special that can still be done. And everything isn't just winning the SEC West. Everything isn't just winning the playoff or something like that. The people that just say, hey, this is the only thing that's important and everything else doesn't matter, they're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. This is a multi-year rebuild that we did. We lost 32 or something like that players off last year's team. Um, If you look at our offensive stats, like 95% is done by new players. This is a heck of a coaching job by Lane Kiffin. Is there going to be a roller coaster? Yes, with a young quarterback and young players, there's going to be a roller coaster from time to time. But if you can do it and get a little bit better, you're going to be successful down the road. In 2023, with Bryce Young graduating, we saw what Alabama looks like without Bryce Young you have a chance because that talent, most of that talent is still going to be there. And you're going to hit the transfer portal really hard again next season. And this year has proved that Lane Kiffin's theory on the transfer portal is working. The 12th ranked Ole Miss rebels prove that it's working. Ole Miss wins this weekend. You play Alabama with a chance for all the marbles in November. Think about that. November 12th, you play Alabama for all the marbles. Now, there's a chance that Alabama could lose to LSU. But if that happens, doesn't that mean Alabama's gettable for you too? Just saying. Anyway, I'm pretty fired up for a um, local Wednesday getting ready for the Ole Miss-Texas m game. Remember, the postcast this weekend, I'm going to be flying solo because I'm not going to ask anybody to stay up that late. Um, But we'll participate in the chat. We'll talk about what's going on, and we'll do that as well. Uh, Remember tonight, SEC After Dark will be available on Y'all's Conference Network and on the Twitter feeds and all of that. And also Twitter Spaces will appear on the replay tomorrow. So lots of stuff. Tomorrow also, Locked On Texas A&M, Locked On Aggies, will be on the show for our our weekly crossover. Should be a lot of fun. But anyway, thank you so much for everything you do. You do. Thank you for watching. Thank you for participating. All I want to do is make following Ole Miss sports fun. That's it. I don't care about anything else. I just want all this to be fun. So anyway, you guys have a good day. I'm going to eat some Mexican food tonight um, in celebration um, of... Well, I'll tell you about it later. All right, take care.